Hello, and welcome to BSN Extra, the show that has everything you need to know about Bearcat sports. I'm your host, Carlos Zimmerman. Cats showed out for homecoming week as soccer, volleyball, bowling, and football all found victories one way or another last week and weekend. And we're going to break down every punt, pass, block, set, strike, and spike for you coming up here on BSN Extra. So think like Aerosmith and stick around because you don't want to miss a thing. We'll talk soccer, bowling, and volleyball coming up after the break. Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store, or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats! Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I sure am right here on BSN Extra. I'm Carlos Zimmerman. Thanks again for spending time with me here today on the show. And a fun, exciting homecoming weekend weekend it was. And it's now come and gone. And it's time to take a deep dive into how the Cats scored and uh, how they did across the board uh, over this last few days. You know, soccer, they had a couple of key matches this week uh, with Abilene Christian on Friday and Chicago State on Sunday. And, folks, it's quite a heartbreaker Friday night against Abilene. It took extra time to come to a conclusion, but it was the Wildcats on the winning end. They won it 2-1 over the Bearcats. It was, a, it was a rather quiet first half with no one being able to find the back of the net. So Tatum Krieger for Sam Houston and Lily Foster for Abilene Christian, they were on full display doing well. Krieger saved six shots in the game, and so did Foster. So it was good stuff from the the goalkeepers. Landry Townsend, she scored the first game, the goals, uh, excuse me, the first goal of the game. Man, can't get my words out today. Uh, her fourth of the year, that was in the 65th minute in the match, and got the, got the Cats on top early 1-0 in a critical game against Abilene. However, the Wildcats, they answered back quickly. Alora Malden scored in the 70th minute, and that would stay the way it would be through full time as it took overtime to find a victor, as we said. However, it did not take very long in extra time. One minute and 46 seconds is all it took for someone to strike in. In this case, Abilene was the one to do it with Ellen Joss. Sneaking one past Adam Krieger to give Abilene a huge win as they sat for entering the match in fourth place in the Southwest Division in the WAC. They needed a win over the Cats to close the march for third, and that's exactly what they got. Sam Houston, they kept it up in the shot counter, however. They did well over at home with the shots uh, just uh, the week before. They put up 12 shots on Friday night. Seven of those were on goal. Abilene put up a whopping 19 shots and eight of them on goal. And like I said, folks, this is a heartbreaking match because, you know, like I said last week that really two wins this week against Abilene and Chicago State, that all but locked up a spot for Sam Houston in the conference tournament. Now things are a little shaky. When it comes to the conference tournament, we'll talk about those scenarios coming up in a moment. 
Shifting gears to Chi-Town. Chi-Town on Sunday. Bearcats were in Chicago, taking on Chicago State. And, you know, unlike the match that the Cats had against Abilene Christian, they wasted no time, did the Cats, to get on the board. Caitlin McDonald took care of business on Sunday. She notched her third goal of the year in just the sixth minute of the match. That was off an assist from Katarina Barron, and that put Sam Houston on top early on 1-0. And not even a minute later... 50 seconds of game time, to be exact. McDonald found the back of the net again, this time assisted by Summer Knox, and that got McDonald's fourth goal of the year, and that put up the cat, put the Cats up for good. 2-0 win over Chicago State. Nobody else for the last 83 minutes was able to score, so a big win for the Bearcats to improve their record and getting a win over Chicago State 2-0. Bearcats put up another double-digit performance in the shot counter, 14 of them, six to be exact. While the Cougars, they only put up seven shots, and one of them was only one of them was on goal. So Tatum Krieger, she pulled double duty this weekend. So that's going to give Abby Delosier some well-rest uh, for the match with SFA coming up this weekend to close the season out. Krieger had one save against uh, Chicago State. McDonald and Alexis Truett, they took care of most of the offense. McDonald's two goals, and Truett went for two for three on her shots. On goal. So now, strap in here for a minute, folks, and bear with me because it took me about a f- it took me about ten minutes to try and sort out all the scenarios going into this final weekend for soccer. So let's look at these conference tournament scenarios. Stephen F. Austin, they've locked up the number one spot in the Southwest Division with their twenty four points and a perfect run through the Western Athletic Conference. And now, folks, we're only going to be looking at the Southwest Division coming up on Wednesday. We'll dive a little bit more into the Northwest Division and what is to come on that side because of the way the conference tournament is laid out. Remember, top three from both divisions go to the conference tournament. Sam Houston, their win on Sunday, that moved them up to second in the division. They have 15 points. Lamar is now third. They tied over the weekend with UTRGV on Saturday, and they now sit at 14 points. Abilene Christian is the team on the outside looking in. They are at 13 points in fourth place. So let's look at these remaining schedules. Sam Houston has one match remaining, and it's against SFA on Saturday at 3 o'clock at Pritchett Field. Lamar, they have two remaining. They have Chicago State on Thursday and Abilene Christian on Saturday. Abilene also has two more matches. They have UTRGV on Thursday and, as mentioned, Lamar on Saturday. It's simple as this for the Bearcats. A win over SFA, a team that has been perfect in the whack this year in in the Lady Jacks. A win for Sam Houston puts them in the conference tournament with the two seed. A loss for Sam Houston opens up a whole other can of worms, and not in a good way, and they would need some help to stay in the hunt. If Lamar comes away with at least one win, they will get the two seed, and Sam Houston would fall to the three. Again, folks, I want to preface this is in the event of a Sam Houston loss. Sam Houston would fall out of the chance to go to the conference tournament if Abilene wins against UTRGV, even if Abilene loses to Lamar because of the gap in the points. You need three points. You get three points for a win, one for a tie, and zero for a loss. I didn't even bother to look at the ties because that would just open up a whole other can of worms, and I'm not quite well-versed in the tiebreakers for soccer. I probably should be, but we carry on. So this is in the events of wins and losses because, you know, ties even at the end of the day with the teams involved, it's going to be odd if that were to happen. So... 
Again, let me reiterate. Sam Houston falls out of the tournament if Abilene wins against UTRGV, even if they lose to Lamar. However, if Abilene knocks off both Lamar and UTRGV, Abilene Christian jumps to the two seed. Lamar would then have to have that win over Chicago State to keep them at the three seed, thus knocking out the Bearcats. For Sam Houston to make the conference tournament with the loss to SFA, Lamar or, that's a key word, or Abilene Christian would have to lose out. Any win by either Lamar or Abilene Christian in a Sam Houston loss knocks the Bearcats out of the conference tournament picture. Again, ties could happen as well. So not all is lost if some ties happen. But again, I'm counting on the fact that there won't be any ties in this last weekend of the year. And if there is, you can come, you know, you guys know where to find me. I'm all over the place. So this is really tough for the Bearcats, to say the least, because this is just it. it, there's no other way to go about it. You need to win against SFA. And the Bearcats have a really good track record as an athletic program so far this year against SFA. I'll talk about it in a minute. Bowling knocked off SFA over this weekend, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, volleyball smoked SFA here at home, and we all know what happened in Houston at Battle of the Piney Woods, the comeback win for the Cardiac Cats on the football side of things. So can soccer replicate those things? It's going to be tough, and I'm sure Tom, uh, head coach Tom Brown would echo that sentiment, but... You never know what can happen. Stranger things happen when it comes time closer to the conference tournament. So, again, a must win for the Bearcats, regardless if there was uh, there was playoff and our conference tournament implications on the line. So, we'll see what happens. We'll catch up with Tom Brown coming up in the preview pod later this week to get his perspective on the matchup coming up with SFA. Shifting gears over to the bowling, Bearcats, they capped off their opening tournament of the season, got third place at the Colonial Lanes Classic, and that was hosted by Tulane. You know, the Bearcats, they entered Sunday undefeated, uh, and uh, they earned the number one seed in the championship bracket, but did not go so well for them. They dropped two. They dropped a pair of matches to North Carolina A&T and La Tech before they knocked off Stephen F. Austin for third place, as I mentioned a moment ago. Cats finished the weekend with an 11-2 record as well. In that opening loss to North Carolina A&T, Bearcats were able to top 243 times, and they lost two of those games, including a defeat that was just a slim margin of pins, 275 to 260. They eventually fell in six games, having scored better than 200 in all six. So impressive outing regardless. The second round loss to La Tech, that was just as close. Bearcats, they were up 3-2. Uh, in the in that best of seven, they lost game six, 257 to 248, and then 204, 187 in the final game. So really, some hard nosed matches. Uh, excuse me, out of Sam Houston bowling. However, in Battle of the Piney Woods bowling edition against Stephen F. Austin Bearcats, oh my, near a near perfect game, 279 to open up the match. And then they took game two by four pins. A winning game four by SFA really only delayed the inevitable for the Cats. And they exploded with a 248-183 win over Stephen F. Austin to win the match. Elise Chambers, she was named to the all-tournament team with a 222 average in five games on Saturday. And for those who are wondering, the Bearcats will be back a little closer to home coming up on November 5th and 7th. They're at the Track Cat Clash at Emerald Bowl down in H-Town. So go support the Cats whenever they're down there at Emerald Bowl. So now let's look at volleyball. Had a rather intriguing weekend, if you will, and that's and that's putting it lightly. Thing called pod play down in Phoenix uh, over Thursday and Saturday over Thursday through Saturday last week and they came away with a 2 and 1 record out of the pod play. So a rather impressive 
game as they uh, took on Grand Canyon on Thursday, New Mexico State on Friday, and Utah Valley on Saturday, picking up wins over the Aggies and the Wolverines. But, however, they did not have a great opening match against Grand Canyon, a very tough Antelope team. You know, and, and the thing that helped Grand Canyon, too, they were the host of Pod Play, so they had home court advantage on their side. However, in that first set, they came out firing both sides. Took a little bit of extra time, if you will, to use a soccer term, to find a winner as the Antelopes. They took the set, though, 31-29. to 29. And, you know, after that, you know, I caught bits and pieces of this game. It, 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 just, it just seemed that, you know, it just the Cats had used all their stuff. And it's tough because you go up 31-29. That's a lot of back and forth after passing the 25-point mark. Grand Canyon, they rolled in sets two and three, winning both of them by the score of 25-16, and they took the match three sets to none. Ashley Lewis, she led the way in the kills category. She had 11. Unfortunately for Katherine Krieger, she only came away with seven kills, and that ended her streak of 10-plus kills in a match at 10 straight matches. What a ride it was for her on that streak, just lighting it up offensively. You know, and Grand Canyon, give credit to Grand Canyon. They just play their hearts out, and you can't ask for much better out of the Antelopes, a team that's a definite favorite to win the WAC this year. So uh, an impressive game by them. But the Cats needed to respond. You know, speaking of WAC titles, uh, the Cats' next match just happened to be against New Mexico State, the Aggies, a team they've that has won five of the last six Western Athletic Conference titles in volleyball. So you knew this was going to be a tough match going in. But... The resiliency of the Cats showed up, as uh, despite having that mouth punch to the face by Grand Canyon. Sam Houston in that first set against New Mexico State, they rolled 25-18 to before they surrendered the second set to the Aggies by a rather big margin, 25-13. And it was starting to look like, oh, we're having flashbacks to the, the match against Grand Canyon despite getting swept by them, and we already have a set here over New Mexico State. But Sam Houston pulled it together. And they took set three very close close margins, 25-21, to 21, before polishing off the match, 25-17, in set four to get their first win of pod play. Catherine, uh, excuse me, Catherine Krieger returned to form. with She had a 13-kill match, very impressive, the most amongst the Bearcats. And you know, something I found interesting when I looked at the stat sheets. In the previous match, Sam Houston did not have a single ace against Grand Canyon, and that's a testament to Grand Canyon's defense. Sam Houston put up seven, a whopping seven aces against the Aggies. And Hannah Baker, young freshman out of Deer Park, defensive specialist in Libero, four of them. She had four of the seven aces, and that just is a testament to the way she serves the ball and serves it very well. You Go watch her play. She plays a heck of a game. Morgan Yanda, she eclipsed 40-plus assists in the match as well. So all around, Cats looked very good. Against New Mexico State, you can't say much else better than that. In the final match of pod play, Sam Houston played, I would say, arguably their best match of the tournament against Utah Valley. They won three straight, swept the Wolverines, but, you know, every set stayed really close. As Sam Houston, they won the open set 25-20. to 20. Second set took an ounce of extra time, and when I say ounce, I mean a very little. 26-24 win in set two, and then they knocked off the Wolverines in, 20, in set three, 25-21. to 21. So they started the tournament getting swept, and they ended it with a sweep of their own. That just shows you this resiliency that Brenda Gray and company have. Ashley Lewis, she came away with 12 kills. Brianne Chaussey and Catherine Krieger each had 11. So Catherine Krieger has 12 out of her last 13 matches with 10-plus kills. Hannah Baker, she was able to notch 20 digs in the game, so a good match for her. That was the most for her in, pod, in this pod play. Yonda also put up 38 
assists in the winning effort. So the Cats, they leave Phoenix, like I said, a 2-1 performance, as we said. They improved to 13-7 uh, overall and a 6-2 record in the conference, which is good for number one, the number one spot in the Southwest Division. They're a half game ahead of the UTRGV Vaqueros, which sets the stage for Thursday night as the Vaqueros, they come to Huntsville from Edinburgh in a battle for Southwest Division supremacy. We're going to catch up with Brenda Gray coming up later this week in the preview pod, you know, get her full thoughts from uh, the performance at pod play and the games that lay ahead. Whew. We'll step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll take an in-depth look into that big win for Sam Houston football over Jacksonville State, a 42-7 win on homecoming on Saturday. Stay with us. You're listening to BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcats. Take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits. Read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats! Hello and welcome back, everybody. It's an exciting weekend for Sam Houston that we just broke down for you a little bit there for soccer, bowling, and volleyball. It was capped off by quite a dominating performance by Bearcat football on Saturday, taking down the Gamecocks at Jacksonville State, a 42-7 final over them. It was a critical game for the Gamecocks because in, when you look at the FCS playoffs, that was a big loss for them. Might have written them off from the playoffs as well. They would need a lot of help going forward. And it just did not go their way Saturday. Bearcats just came to play. However, it did look pretty good right out of the gate for the Gamecocks. As Zara Cooper, their veteran field general, redshirt senior for JSU, he ran in the first score of the game. It was a six-yard touchdown, and that put JSU up early. 7 nothing. And after that... The Cats said, ah, we're not going to let this happen. As they just, they turned on the Jets. <laughs> and then some. Uh, near the end of the first, Ramon Jefferson, he took one into the end zone from 33 yards out. A very big run. You know, I was on the call for 90.5 KSHU. And man, I just watching that run. He, I, I didn't know if he was going to keep going or not. And he just rolled his way to the end zone. And, that, and mind you, it only took seven seconds to do it. It was coming off of a JSU punt from Jack Dawson. And Jaquez Ezra returned it, gave the Bearcats great field position right at the 33-yard line of JSU, and it took one play. And Jefferson was off to the races to tie the game. Noah Smith and Eric Schmidt, they both ran in scores in the second quarter, and that gave the Bearcats a 21-7 lead over the game. Cox heading into the locker room. So really, in that first half, the ground game was the story of the match so far. Uh, when you turn things over to the second half, third quarter became all about the pass. With 8.47 left in the third, Eric Schmidt found Ifade on, let me tell you folks, and saying it doesn't do it justice, a dart and a half to Ife. And he took it 66 yards for the score. 
And honestly, folks, that was the tipping point in the game. But I'm going to let my colleague at 101.7K, Sam Rob Hip, tell the story on that play as we welcome back a favorite segment of mine here on BSN Extra. It's time for the Hip Call of the Week. First and 10 for the Cats on their own. 34, Schmidt claps for it, steps back in the gun at the 25. Protection's there. Heaves this one over center. This one caught by Ife Aday. Aday on his feet. 10, 5, touchdown, Ife Aday. Strike to Ife! What a great pass by Eric Smith and a great catch by Ife Dayi, and the run after the catch was even better. Touchdown, Sam Houston. A few moments after that, Jaquez Ezard, he found the end zone, the orange end zone at Bauer Stadium, on a 21-yard pass and catch from Schmid. That made it 35-7, and Ramon Jefferson capped off a 100-plus-yard day with a four-yard score at the end of the third quarter, and that's what brought it to 42-7, a quiet fourth quarter after that, and that's thing, and that's where things would stay. The Cats extend the longest active winning streak in Division One football to 17 games, and that was the story in Huntsville on Saturday. Eric Schmini went 17 of 30 on his passing, 227 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And, you know, that, that pick was uh, – I think he was trying to throw it away and it just got picked out of the air, so it's a tough break for him to get that pick on his stat sheet. Uh, Ramon Jefferson, he returned to form. He had a 14 carries, 110 yards in the outing with that touchdown to boot as well. And we caught up with him post game. Um, We got so much talent on the offensive side of the ball, man. It's just like – you know, we got Cody Crest, you got Jaquez, you got Ife, you got Brennan Tibbs, you know, and then you got the running backs. And, you know, it's a lot of people to get the ball in their hands, and everybody has the it factor to, like, get the touchdown. So, yeah. And just how special is this running back room? Special. Um, you know, we got some young guys right now. Um, Zach and uh, Wesley, you know, those are guys are true freshmen, you know, coming into a on the national championship team. And so, you know, those guys just come in, they learn every day. Then you got uh, Kyron, you know, he's the senior, he's the veteran in the room, you know, I listen to him, we all respect him. And he leaves, when he gets out there, he gives it 100%. And then you got Noah, who um, moved from receiver to running back. And you could just see how he, he just picked it up. You know, last year was his first year at running back. And this year he's taking off, you know, he's spin moving, getting vertical, lowering his shoulders. So it's special to see that. Last week he had 100 yards also. So. Ife Adei, he led the way receiving-wise. He had three catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. While Ezard, he carried most of that load, or most of the load receiving, seven catches and 84 yards on the afternoon, both of them having some touchdowns as well. However, you know, we've prided the Bearcat defense as well, but they had a rather quiet but solid afternoon, only giving up seven points to JSU. Mind you, those 42 points the Bearcats scored all unanswered. I forgot to mention that. Uh, two quarterback sacks of Zarek Cooper at the hands of Javon Leon and Jahari K. Zion McCollum came away with the lone interception thrown by Zarek Cooper as well. Almost had two, but his brother Tristan McCollum just had one slip right out of his hands. That would have been something to have both the McCollum brothers picking off Zarek Cooper on Saturday. So, all around, an incredible game for Sam Houston. And, you know, some would argue this is a key victory because you, when you looked at this uh, schedule before the season started, you, pen, you, you, you wrote a lot of notes saying like, oh, this is the game to watch, and then the season didn't transpire the way it thought it would for Jacksonville State despite having a win over Florida State. You know, it is what it is, but I think I, this is a big win for the Bearcats. They're 6-0 and overall, 4-0 and in the AQ7. Now, I'm going to turn the mic over to head coach Casey Keeler, get his thoughts on the game and the performance for his squad, as it is time for another one of our favorite segments here. It's time for post-game wrap-up with Coach Keeler. Yeah, I mean, you know, you beat uh, one of the top 25 teams, 42-7. to 7. 
and you have to feel, feel pretty good about it. You know, I thought I um, made a couple mistakes early in the game, uh, but after that I thought we played pretty well. Um, you know, good to see Eric back on track. Uh, you can see when he, you know, creates and, and he extends plays. I mean, he's just special. Um, got the run game going. I know Ramon had a bunch of yards. That was great. Uh, defensively, you know, we got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and we said that all week long. We thought we, we had to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback to have some success. So, you know, it's a good football team we beat. And uh, I think we took advantage of the bye, um, as we call the get better week around here. And so it was, felt good to see our guys fresh and, and go out and play a, a really good football game. So I guess Tarleton is next. It's got, that's on the road. Uh, we've done a nice job playing on the road. Um, but uh, our guys understand we need to finish this thing off one game at a time for us to end up where we want to end up, and that's the number one team in the country. The Bearcats are going to be on the road this weekend. They're taking on the Tarleton Texans in Stephenville. We're going to take a deep dive into that matchup coming up later in the preview pod later this week. Before we wrap things up here today, wanted to take a look at the uh, FCS Stats Perform Top 25 going into this next week of football season, starting to wind its way down towards the playoffs as we're nearing the month of November. They just dropped about three hours ago at the time of this recording. Sam Houston still holds the number one spot, got 44 first-place votes this weekend. North Dakota State jumps up to the two spot. They came away with six first-place votes. Southern Illinois, the Salukis, are now number three. Villanova, with their win on the weekend, a thrashing of Rhode Island, moving to number four. James Madison up to number five. Montana State is now at number six. Eastern Washington, with their incredible heartbreaking loss to the two and four now, three and four Weber State Wildcats. They're down to seven. Southeastern Louisiana, former friends out of the Southland Conference. They're now up to the number eight spot. UC Davis out of the big, out of the, uh, ugh, this, is, this is a bad look on me for not remembering where their conference is. Regardless, they're number nine. And South Dakota State, after a rough loss to Northern Iowa this weekend, they fall to the number 10 spot. Whether they belong in the top 10, that's not for me to say, but it is what it is. That's your top 10 for the FCS this week. We had a tie in the FCS stats performed this week. Uh, UT Martin and East Tennessee State both tied for the number 13 spot. Some other a couple notables, Northern Iowa's up to number 16. Missouri State with their close performance with North Dakota State. They hang around at number 17. How about Princeton out of the Ivy League? They're number 19 now. Incarnate Word, they're hanging around despite losing to McNeese at 22. And another one for the Bearcats to watch for uh, coming forward in a few weeks. They take on Eastern Kentucky in the final home game here at Bauer Stadium. Eastern Kentucky has cracked the FCS stats from top 25. They are the number 25 team in all of FCS. So something to keep mindful of going forward. That's going to do it for BSN Extra today. Tune in later this week. We're going to take a look at the final match of the season for soccer on Saturday against SFA. Volleyball has their final home matches coming up this week with UTRGV on Thursday and Lamar on Saturday. And as we mentioned, football on the road in Tarleton. So you're not going to want to miss a thing and we hope you join us. Then. For now, this is Carlos Zimmerman saying so long from the BSN studios. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of BSN Extra and I hope to see you again. Thank you so much for devoting your time to this show. We do a lot of work to get this show going and uh, we just, we were, we're very thankful here at BSN uh, for uh, for your uh, continued listenership here. As, uh, as always, friends, eat them up, cats. As always, have a pleasant tomorrow and we'll see you next time right here on BSN Extra.
BSN Extra is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. The songs Celebration, Amber Glow, and The Future Is Ours are courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. Today's show was written by Carlos Zimmerman, produced by Jason Barfield, and shared in the group. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.